is a symbolic burial of the old man. The new Christian publicly declares that I have died to my old ways, and I am a new creation, and I'm walking in a new way. Okay, in 2 Corinthians 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So water baptism is basically a statement of faith. That you are saying something inside of me has changed. I have received received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to make a public declaration of that. And my public declaration is in water water baptism. So, here's the thing. Water baptism is a way of giving a testimony that's what's happened inward. The challenge then becomes to walk that out every day afterwards. See, water baptism is a serious thing. It's a serious step. And and you need to understand the seriousness of it. You got born again. Praise God. That's the most important thing. When you're going to get baptized in public, you are telling everyone. Now listen, we're going to be out at the beach there, and there's going to be people there that are there that aren't from the church, aren't church, they're not saved, they're sinners. They, but let me tell you something. When they see people getting baptized, they know what that means. That means that they're saying, hey, they're getting baptized. There's something. They may not all know and understand all the intricacies of it, but they certainly understand what the meaning is. That, you know what, they're getting baptized because it has something to do with the church or God or something. They know something about it. So do not, and this is a, this is a challenge. If you're born again, I encourage you to get baptized. But make sure that you understand what you are doing. Don't get baptized and then go back to live in the worldly way that you were living before you got baptized. Don't mock God. This is important. You are making a public declaration of something in me has changed, and people need to see a changed life. All right, so don't get, don't get shook. It's okay. Don't get scared. Now, water baptism. I'm going to tell you something. Water baptism is not for God's benefit. It's not to make you look spiritual. It's for your benefit. It's for others around you. It's for that testimony. It's for for me declaring publicly that, you know what? I am dead to my old man, and I am new creation. Does that mean when you get out of this water that you're going to be perfect and everything, all these problems are going to go away? No. You're still going to have to walk out every day fighting, every day fighting. If it was all about just getting dumped and everything was good, I'd be down that river every day. I'd be getting dunked every day because now my problems are solved, right? No, there's still going to be issues. But you were making a public declaration that, you know what? I am dead to the old man and I'm going to fight tooth and nail every single day to walk out as a Christian. And guess what? You are going to have times where you are going to fail. And it's okay. It's okay. Isn't repentance a great thing? Wow. Forgive me, Lord. Okay. And on you go. Don't get the idea that every time you sin or make a mistake and have to repent, you've got to get baptized again. No more than, oh, I made a mistake, I've got to get born again again. No, you're born again. God's grace is sufficient. Baptism is just a public declaration of this thing. And look, if you think that, okay, I get baptized and I've got to be perfect, you're fooling yourself. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You may even sin. What do you do? You repent. You're forgiven and you move on. So don't let 
Don't let, well, I got baptized and I fell. Don't let that shake you. Not one of us is perfect in it. So, moving on. The meaning, I want to talk about that word baptized for a minute, because you see it in the Bible, baptized. That word is, it's a, it's an Anglican, Anglican, Anglic, Anglic, okay. It's an English word. <laughs> this is a form that's from the Greek word baptizen. And that word means, baptizen means submersion. That means it, the, the uh, analogy or the visual is putting something inside of something else. Total immersion. Now, all through the Bible, so if you read your Bible and any time you see the word baptism, you substitute immersion because that's what it means, it'll make a lot more sense to you. And it isn't just water. They talked about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That means being immersed in the Holy Spirit. That's a whole other lesson. So some people, they'll, you know, they'll come to me with babies and they'll say, will you baptize my child? And I say, baby, and I say, no. They say, well, why not? Because people have to be at an age of understanding. I will dedicate your baby to the Lord in a second. Love to do that stuff. But baptism, you have got to have an understanding of salvation before I'm going to baptize you. And I'll explain why in just a minute. Now, what age is that? That depends on you and your child. I've known some five-year-olds that absolutely understand what salvation was, understand what making a commitment to Christ was, and if mom and dad say they absolutely understand it, I have no problem baptizing them. I've had kids five years old that understand. I've had kids 13-year-old that didn't understand. And, but now, now, take a deep breath. I mean, if you've got a little kid running around saying, I want to get baptized, I'll get them wet. Come on. You know, I'm not going to be, you know, because, you know, there, there's some poor little kid, well, hey, what you do? The pastor won't do it. I'll get you wet. And then there'll come a day where you'll understand and it will really mean something to you because if you don't have the understanding, then all you're doing is getting wet and it means nothing to you. You have to understand. First and foremost, it is, I have received Jesus Christ. Water baptism is, I am making a public declaration of something that's happened inside of me. I'm going to continue to walk this thing out to the best of my ability. And so that's what the word, and that's so why do we immerse them? Now, the water's a little bit higher this year, so we may not have to walk out a half a mile. You know, last year we had to walk out a half a mile and had to sit, people had to sit down on their bottom and we had to dunk them because if not, you'd have to walk half to Canada, halfway to Canada. You know, and... You get out there, you can see where all of a sudden shallow, 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 and I'll say, whoo, it's deep. I was, I was doing a triathlon one time, and we were doing a, it was a, a, a limestone quarry that had been flooded, and that's where they're, they're doing it. And, you know, you went from beach, and we're swimming along beach, 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 and then all of a sudden there's a 100-foot drop. There was nothing. There was darkness. And I was telling myself, this is not salt water, there is no sharks. This is not salt water, there is no sharks. <laughs> Because, I mean, it was like the deep. You were, there was beach, and then all of a sudden there was nothing but blackness. So we're not going out that far, just to let you know. And so baptism, that's why that word baptism, or baptism means immersion. So we are going to immerse you, and it's just like a death. You're dead, you're buried, now you come up, you're this new creation. But let me tell you something, you are the new creation before you went into the water. 
The water's got no special power. The power of Christ is already in you because you were born again. This is just an outward symbolic doing publicly to show people that I am a new creation in Christ. The water has nothing to do with anything. Now, I've seen people go down, they come up, and they're rejoicing because the joy of the Lord gets on. I've seen people go down, they come up, and they're praying in tongues, and we never even taught about how to pray in tongues. I, because of the power of God. It's an exciting thing, and we need to rejoice. And so we're very excited about that. Baptism is one of the coolest things I get to do because we're going to be testifying to a bunch of people that are on the beach that don't know anything about Christ, but they'll know what's happening, I guarantee you. So being baptized, you're saying, I've died to sin, selflessness in the world's way. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Now, why was Jesus baptized in water? Well, he was our pattern. In a sense, when he got baptized, I want you to think about this, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back to something that was kind of, when I was studying this, I said, wow, that was pretty cool to think about. From the point that Jesus got baptized, from that point on, his first and only allegiance was to the Heavenly Father. Before that time, he had a mother, and a heavenly, uh, earthly mother and an earthly father, and he was a carpenter. And, but when he got baptized, that was a point where it had already happened that the Lord had said, okay, it's time. He did this. That was symbolic, basically saying, that's it. I'm done with this. Now I'm fully engaged. All right, so look at this. Um, remember, I'm going to read this to you. In Mark chapter, 30, or chapter 3, in verse 31 through 35, I thought this was really, really interesting. Now, maybe you had questions about this, and maybe it's been preached, and maybe you've got a different teaching or a different perspective or a different understanding of it, but I thought this was pretty cool. In Mark chapter 3, in verse 31 through 35, now, Jesus had been baptized, and he was on, on his way in his ministry. That says, Then his brothers and his mothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And the multitude was sitting around him, and they said, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered and said, Who is my mother or my brothers? If you put that in the context of this baptism that took place, when that marked him, when he said, I am dead to anything that was back there, and I am now alive to only what the Heavenly Father has instructed me to do, these are my brothers. These are my mother and brothers. Because it marks something very... Because, do you understand what I'm saying? And it does something in our life too. We get born again. Baptism again is only symbolic. The water means nothing except symbolically. It's got no power. The power of Christ is already in you before you ever get wet. So, another thing that we people get concerned about is, which words do you use? I baptize you in the name of Jesus only. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I'll give you some scripture verses for both. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
There are some people that place a great importance on the words that are said. Okay? Now, let me, claiming, I want to say something, claiming that certain words must be said at the time of water baptism is absolutely a religious work. So, let me tell you how I do it, just to clear it all up for you. I will ask people, do you, are you, do you declare Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. All right, plug your nose, you're going down. Okay? I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. I cover them all. If I knew Hebrew, I'd use that. So nobody feels like, well, they didn't use this word. You got to use... There is, no, there is no religious thing to do. Who can baptize? Anybody that's born again. We got a couple of children who get born again. I fully expect Dad to be right there. Because it's a big thing. You don't need to wait for the minister to have the baptism Sunday to get baptized. If you get born again, if you lead somebody to Christ, they get born again, you say, hey, I want to get baptized, find a puddle. <laughs> now, if you've got relatives that you know that are going to come and they want to get baptized, you want to make sure it takes, again, I told you, $5, I'll hold them under a little extra. <laughs> make sure it takes. See, Certain words, it's not going to, listen, the words spoken by the person, by me baptizing you or anyone else, it's not going to save you or condemn you. It's not some magical ritual that makes you right with God. Do you know how many people are walking around saying, I got baptism, baptized, so I'm going to heaven? Absolute not correct. And let me tell you something, I will not. If you do not confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you do not have every intentions of trying to continue to walk this thing out, forgive me, but I will not baptize you. Because what you are going to do is you are going to give people a false hope. I'm going to heaven. That is not how it works. You better be born again before the preacher baptizes you. You are not going to heaven. If you're doing that, guess what? You're just going to get wet. That's it. It's, it's serious business in the fact of it's, it's a commitment that you're making. And you're telling everybody I'm making this commitment. It's not something to do, well, well, maybe, yeah. But now if we get out there and people are getting baptized and you want to get baptized, same thing. I'll, I'll baptize you. You believe in Jesus Christ? He's your Lord and Savior. You're going to follow him? Yeah. All right, then. Let's get it done. Make that public declaration. But understand, when you make that public declaration, the public's going to be watching you from here on out. Even when you mess up, yeah, you can repent and move on. Quit. Will you quit worrying about, if I mess up, I'm not right with God? Just be right with God. And you mess up, he'll fix you up. Every time. Every time. If you know you're not right with God, get right with God. Before you get baptized, please. All right, so, must you be baptized to be saved? Absolutely not. In Luke 23, in verse 39 through 43, it says, we've got a record of one of the the criminals. And again, we're, we're, we're at the cross, and the one criminal is mocking God. Well, if you're the son of God, pull yourself down, yourself, save us. The other one says, hey, shut up. 
We deserve what we're getting. This man's righteous. He doesn't deserve it. He says, remember me when you come into your glory. Jesus turned to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, wait a second. Let me get you off the cross. Don't get in the water. Put you back on the cross and now you'll make it. It's not there. You don't have to be baptized to be saved. You need to be, I believe you need to be saved to get baptized. You should be saved if you're going to do the, the testimony of being baptized. What do you do with somebody that's on their, their deathbed? I, I've led lots of people to Christ in the last hours of their life. Lots. I didn't say, hold off dying for just a second. Make a confession. Let's get the bathtub filled up. Let's unpug you from all this stuff. Get you baptized and then you can die. It's not a prerequisite. The prerequisite is, I receive Jesus Christ. You can go to heaven without being baptized. I can't emphasize enough. Baptism is a personal testimony of what Christ has done in us. It's not going to make you perfect. You're not going to come out of the water without problems and issues. They're still going to be there when you go down. They're going to be there when you get up. However, something in you has changed. That's why you're doing this. Why do you attend church? Because something in me changed. I got born again, all of a sudden, man, I wanted to gather. I wanted to be in the presence of God. I wanted to be with other believers. You don't come to, usually you don't come to church to get saved. Usually you're saved and then you come to church. But if you come to church, you can get saved. Does all that make sense? Do I need to rewind? Rewind it. Get the tape. You don't have to be baptized to be saved. See, if, if it's baptism that makes you saved, or it's baptism, then baptism is a work. And Titus 3, 5 says, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. We're not saved by works of righteousness. Many people think that water baptism is a work that has to be done to be right with God. And it's not. To be right with God, you need to be born again. Water baptism is, again, is a symbolic testimony of that act that's happened inside of you. Now, it's interesting to me because in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17, this is Paul speaking. Christ didn't send me to baptize. What? But to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of no effect. He received the gospel direct from the Lord, and he was not sent to baptize. If water baptism was so necessary, Paul would have said, I've been sent to preach the gospel and baptize. Now, I'm not lessening baptism. It's all through the scripture. If you get born again, they, I encourage you to get baptized. You should get baptized. Why? Because there's something about baptism that solidifies your testimony in your own heart. I've declared before all these people, this is what I am, and this is how I'm going to endeavor to live the rest of my life. Boom. Okay? Mark 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Now, Mark 16, 16 is the, the one verse in the Bible that people like to argue about. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So people say that. See, he who believes in Christ and is baptized will be saved. 
you got to take careful, pay careful attention to the wording there. He who believes, he was born again. We should note that the passage does not say he who believes and was baptized shall be saved. It's the present tense, baptism. See, what Mark may have been saying there is to the point you are born again, he who believes to the point of making a public confession of that faith. That's what he was saying. Be born again and make a public confession of your faith. He wasn't saying that you've got to be baptized to to be saved. Be very careful with that. Because there's a lot of people, I'll never forget, I'll never forget, um, when I got born again, I called this, this, I had an aunt that was charismatic, Pentecostal, born again, tongue talker, fire breather and all that. And I said, hey, I got born again. She says, what do you mean? I said, I received Christ in my life. She says, were you praying tongues? I said, yeah. She says, oh, then you really are saved. Of course, I was kind of young in the Lord. I, that didn't compute to me. I, I didn't know much. Do you know how anti-Bible that is? That's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, folks. You know, um, the devil can, manif- can, can manifest that if he wants to, can mimic that. So it's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's not a prerequisite for heaven. Baptism isn't prerequisite for heaven. And why, you're saying, preacher, I get it, I got it. Why is it so important? Because there's so many misconceptions and misunderstandings out there about baptism. It grieves me because there are people walking around thinking, I got baptized, I'm going to heaven because I got baptized. I went to church and mom said I had to get baptized, I got baptized and I'm going to heaven. That is not true. And people are going to hell thinking they're going to heaven because I got baptized. Baptism has got nothing to do with anything outside of salvation. You can... And, and there's, there's some places that they take babies and they baptize them with water. Okay, they're ordained for heaven. Wrong-o! Not biblically. And, and why am I so staunch about this? Because I do not ever want to make someone stumble that way. It's important. It's important. So, to summarize, the main things to remember... It doesn't make you, baptism, water baptism doesn't make you a Christian. doesn't make you right or wrong with God. It's a testimony of what's already happened to you as a believer inwardly. There's not a certain formula of words that are vital. It's a complete immersion into water. It's best done publicly. It should be done only by someone that's old enough to understand what they're doing. It should be done only by those who have received the Lord Jesus Christ and are committed to Him. So if I ask, if you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, well, I don't know. Well, we need to talk more about this before we baptize you. Should you be baptized in water? Absolutely. If you understand what you're doing and sincerely mean what baptism signifies, you should be. Otherwise, you shouldn't be baptized because it won't do you any good whatsoever. Who can baptize? Any born-again believer. You can baptize someone. If you're born again, you can baptize someone. You don't need a license or be a minister or anything such thing. If you're a born-again believer, you can baptize somebody. 
Before I was ever an ordained pastor or ordained minister, year, and I've been ordained for years and years and years and years. Somebody baptized me, and they weren't ordained anything. They were a born-again believer, and I said, hey, I'm born again. We have to be around some water. They said, do you, have you been baptized? No. Do you want to? Sure. I baptized some people. These people had an Angus beef farm. And they had a stream right in the middle of their property. We baptized people in that. Around the cattle. Just saying. And again, if you really want to test your commitment, talk to me in February. We'll cut a hole in the ice. We'll do a baptism then. Then we'll see. We'll see who's really committed to Christ. That'll be the quickest out. Yep. But we'll have a sauna set up for you. Praise God. Listen, so today, I'm not going to ask every head down, every eye closed, all that. I'm going to, I've got to ask this. Is there anybody here that needs to make a commitment to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? You're saying, but preacher, everybody's head's not down, everybody's eye open, they might see me. Listen, if you're here and you're not born again, they've been praying for you to be here anyway, so it's not going to shock them. So quit worrying about that. We love you. If that's you, you need to make that commitment, you just throw your hand up, I will be more than happy to pray with you. And then if you want to get baptized this afternoon, man, I will dunk you with the rest of them. Dunk you with the rest of the donuts. But I've got to make sure. And I want to offer this opportunity for people to be born again, right here, right now. So my assumption is everybody's good. Yes, you're You're covered. I know you're coming. I know you kind of like, well, am I? No. You know what? You know what the enemy does? The enemy tries to get you to question your salvation. He does. Because I did something wrong. I couldn't. If I was saved, I wouldn't be doing that. Guess what? You're human. I have no doubt, sister, about your salvation whatsoever. None. None. And you don't know how excited I am to get you wet today. And you too. How exciting is that? Husband and wife getting it done together. I mean, I'm telling you. And we got a couple little spiritual powerhouses here that are going to get wet today too, aren't you? I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's a good word. Hallelujah. You know, there's our next generation. Everybody's talking about, well, where are the world going to? This next generation. There it is. Powerhouses for Christ. And you got a bunch of powerhouses in your house too. I want to tell you, this is the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know, I'm getting off. Now I'm starting to get into the word of knowledge stuff. You're better parents than what you think you are and what you've been told. You take that for what it's worth. I believe that's from the Holy Spirit. I'll just look around here and see if God's got anything else. Maybe it's you. It's, you no. Because, <laughs> you know, some, you know he's, he's, he's been here, but he's a visitor, and all of a sudden, you know, people come in and they... Let me just find a corner. And the preacher points him out and like, oh, I'm never coming back here. I'm trying to hide and he found me. Listen, I am so excited to be a part of your guys' lives. In the day that we're living in, the testimony that we're going to have on that beach today, baptizing people, people are going to see that. They know what it's about. Maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit can do something in their hearts and say, you know, just maybe, 
there's something I need to get right too. Amen?